thinking is just the Buddhist connecting the circuits through where he drew the Kevin's Wrestling Show. Wow, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Ubazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky? Punk. with Oscar Mike Radio. Today is October 13th, 2016. I'm broadcasting the 13th episode of Oscar Mike Radio from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. I can be heard on hubazoo.com forward slash radio with the Hubazoo Network. And also I will be on SoundCloud Friday. It's hubazoo.com forward slash radio. 8 p.m. Thursday night, and then I upload the episode to SoundCloud, and you can find all that on the Oscar Mike Radio Facebook page and other social media outlets. So, 13th episode, I'm feeling lucky today, and I'm so happy to be here, and like all the other episodes, I will start with the question of the week. And this is a question I asked myself, and I'm curious to see what you all think. And if you have any feedback, you can post it on the Oscar Mike Radio Facebook page or email me or text me. I don't know. I don't have a phone number. Anyway, the question of the week comes from me, and it is, would you or would I, would I let my child join the military today and in this day and age of uncertainty is this something I should try to talk my child out of doing now once your child once my children get over the age of 18 they no longer need parental consent to join the military you know, you got to be 21 to have alcohol or in most places, but you can join the military and go learn how to do all kinds of crazy things at the age of 18. You can, with a parent signature, you can sign up when you're 17 on delayed entry and then join the military when you graduate high school if you're not 18 yet. So if you graduate like in June and your birthday is in September, you can still join the military and go in. But the question is, is would I let my children join? And if my approval was not needed, 
would I give it if they wanted to join? You know, I already did my time, and now that, you know, they're getting of the age where that might become a possibility, it's it's kind of a, not a scary thing, but it's, it's kind of like, whoa, you, you know, they're going to be their own people in many aspects they already are. It's wonderful, and it's sometimes very frustrating, but it's all part of the game, and I love it. But they're becoming their own people with their own thought processes and the way they approach things in life in general. And if one or all of them come to me and say, hey, Dad, I'm going to join the military. You know, I want your blessing approval or I need you to sign this paper. You know, would I be enthusiastic about it? I think I would definitely, you know back them up and support them and, and be you know happy for them that they're doing this however I, I can't sit there and tell you that I'm gonna be you know calm about it I'm gonna be very nervous inside there there is there are real problems in the world that you know we're causing for ourselves that have to be fixed now and you know I really feel that in some respects our children and grandchildren will be fixing what we're doing right now. So I'm, I'm concerned about that. So I think I would sign the paper. I think I would give my approval. But would I be necessarily happy about it? Would I be ecstatic? Inside, probably not. Inside, I'd probably be very concerned about you know the potential that uh, something could happen depending upon what they do. Uh, that's not to say that we shouldn't, you know, encourage our children to pursue that path in life. I, I think it, it certainly did uh, me a lot of good. Uh, even now, you know, being out as long as I have been, I'm still, you know, reaping the benefits of having served. I wasn't a combat veteran, but still, you know, what I, I gained has stayed with me the rest of my life. Something's good, something's bad, but overall it's been uh, on the scale of good. So I'm curious to know what you all think of that because that could be a reality for me in the next couple of years and I'm sure some of you are wrestling with that as well if you have seniors in high school. So that is my question to myself this week. I want to share it with you all and uh, let me know what you think. We're now going to move to the word. And as I've said before, in the military, the word is passed down from high to low and all around. And I want to talk about an article I read on military.com and then it bounced me to politico.com. I'll have the uh, link in the oscarmitesite.wordpress.com uh, blog the article from politico.com about the most hated man in the Pentagon. I, I was immediately interested. I mean, whoever wrote that tagline for that article did the right thing because I'm like, well, who's the most hated man? And I wanted to know more about this. And the most hated man in the Pentagon is a man by the name of Shay Assad. And why is that important? Because Shay Assad 
deals with defense procurement. And what is defense procurement, you might say? Well, every time the military engages a defense contractor to do work for them, whether it's build a weapon system or, you know, provide uniforms, anything like that, it goes through defense procurement and the acquisition policy branch of the military in the Pentagon. So a little background about Mr. Assad first and then I'll get into why I'm very interested in what he does. Uh, Mr. Assad graduated the U.S. Naval Academy in 1972. That was the year I was born. Uh, outstanding graduate. He then went to go on to, uh, after the Navy, worked at Raytheon, which coincidentally built the uh, system I worked on, the Marine Corps, the Hawk system. That was uh, all built by Raytheon. And he worked for them for about 20 years. And then in 2006, uh, after retiring from Raytheon in the year 2000, uh, was appointed to and assumed the role of Director of Defense Procurement and Acquisition Policy. So, what does that do? Now, I'm, I'm probably going to have to do this overview in like two episodes because there's a lot to cover into what this does. And I'm really trying to get to the why of why I want to talk about him. But what he does is and this is in layman's terms because I'm still trying to understand how to, this all works even though I've been reading about it and trying to educate myself and I'm trying to talk about it in a very you know layman's terms way because reading this stuff is enough to put you to sleep but it's it's important but again what he does is is he looks at a, a, a contract and tries to figure out is the taxpayer getting the best deal are we overspending? And reading the political article and other several other articles online is he went into this having worked for Raytheon for 20 plus years with the knowledge of how the acquisition system works and the fact that more times than not the military overpays for things from defense contractors. Because as Smedley Butler said, you know, war is a, a, a racket. Uh, excuse me, war is a racket. The uh, many pay and few profit. I'm probably paraphrasing that, but you know, he really wanted to start holding, you know, contractors and companies to a high standard of, you know, hey, you know, you're charging me X number of dollars for this toilet seat. You know, what's going on here? And over the course of his time, he has saved the taxpayer $500 million. Let's put that into a little perspective. For this year coming up, President Obama submitted a budget for military spending of $582 billion for one year. Okay. Now, $500 million may not seem like a lot of money. That's, 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 that's correct. It's not. But again, you know, why is this important? Why am I excited about this? Why should you be clued in as to what's going on here? 
And the answer is, the very short answer, like I said before in prior episodes, I'm going to say now, the answer is because it's your money. Okay? It is your money. Your tax dollars, your money that's taken out of your check every two weeks or every week or every pay period that goes into the military bucket, if you will, is spent to, you know, service, arm, prepare, and maintain our troop readiness. It's your money, it's our money. So if it's your money, they're taking your money and using it for our, you know, soldiers, sailors, Marines, Air Force personnel, Coast Guard, Reserves, National Guard, whatever. So it is in our interest, it is in our interest, I believe, to make sure our money, because to me, if, you're, if they're taking our money, then they are accountable to us. And that goes double for the people who have said, you know what, I'm going to fully support my son or daughter, join the military, and be in the military to serve their country. You know, you're giving your child and your tax money to this organization to, you know, do their job. I believe it is in your interest, my interest, everyone's interest to make sure that the money is being spent appropriately and not wasted. Okay? So, I looked up Shay Assad and, I, and I'm checking him out and he looks like, for lack of a better term, like a, you know, old granddad, you know. He's from this Boston area, the greater Boston area, and, you know, he talks with a Boston accent, and he's kind of, you know, brusque and, you know, no frills, and that's fine. But his whole purpose in life is, is to make sure that when a contract, and I think for him, if I'm reading this right, in, in, in episode two, next time I talk about him, which is probably going to be in episode 15, is... They, they have a threshold, and I think it's $750,000. Anything over $750,000 is reviewed by his department and, you know, before it's approved for, uh, you know, implementation. And, you know, over the course of his tenure, he has found $500 million. And I guess people don't like that because it's cutting into their profit margin. You're not going to make enough money by selling a weapon system to be profitable. Which, look, I understand. I, I, I work in business. I understand you're in business to make money. I get that. But I, I have no problem. I mean, I'm just being hypothetical here for a second. I have no problem with somebody saying, why does this toilet seat cost 800 bucks? Why does this bumper cost, you know, $1,000? Why can't we negotiate this contract over multi a multi-year deal and save money versus, you know, just paying what's what's owed? And it goes back to my episode about the F-35. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity to be smarter about how money is spent. And I know, and because I'm, I'm reading about this and, and, you know, I want to be interested and it's not as 
cool as, as checking out the, you know, F-35 or a weapon system or the new Army pistol. You know, those things are things I can see and talk about and they have shape and they do stuff. This is all paperwork numbers and, you know, charts and graphs and stuff like that. But my, my original premise is, my original thing I want to, you know, impress upon myself when I'm doing this is, you know, we as taxpayers, whether it's this or anything else the government does, need to be smarter about what's being done with our money. That's being used to send our sons and daughters into harm's way. I don't care if it's the, the uh, new aircraft carrier. I don't care if it's the new army pistol they're trying to implement. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care what it is. Oversight into how our money is spent to put our sons and daughters in harm's way is never a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. So, this guy has started, you know, for lack of a better term, busting these uh, companies' balls about how they do things, about how they do business. And what is happening is they don't like it. They think that he is ex overreaching his, you know, original mandate. And, you know, that department in the Pentagon is not really a widely known department. I mean, from what I've been able to read, it's, it's kind of just one of those small little departments that does its thing. However, by this man doing what he's doing and making his staff, you know, extract data on contracts, he is putting these companies on notice that business as usual is not usual anymore. And regardless of what you think of our current president and, you know, current administration, you know, I can't fault the need to do this. I mean, we have an F-35 Lightning that costs an average of $140 million for one of them. And no one asked the question, you know, why is it costing this much until they got deep into this? And, and you cannot operate this way in the civilian world. You just can't do that. If you have a business and you run a business, you know that to be true. So... He's the most hated man in the Pentagon. I agree with what a lot of people have said about him. He's kind of like the Robin Hood for taxpayers. And $500 million or half a billion out of, you know, $582 billion is really not a lot to talk about, I guess. But to me, it's a step in the right direction, especially if these contractors are trying to stop what he's doing. That tells me where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's, you know, potential to save money, they don't want to save money. You know, their, their argument is, well, you know, no one, you know, busts on Apple for how much an iPhone costs. Well, okay, but, you know, I'm not paying a tax to go out and buy the next iPhone. I am paying taxes to go out and buy the next generation tank, aircraft, you know, BDU uniform, you know, pack, medical care, so on and so forth. And I believe that money should be spent appropriately. So they hate him. They they hate him. They don't like him. They don't they don't want him involved in anything they have to do. So what I want to do is, you know, 
I'm kind of talking anecdotally right now, but what I want to do in like episode 15 is kind of, you know, take some of the numbers I'm putting together because I'm trying to understand how the spending works and how the oversight works and what the thresholds are and go over exactly what he's done to, you know, save money and how he does it. And I just encourage you to, to look him up. It's Shay Assad, S-H-A-Y-A-S-S-A-D, and check him out. Quite unassuming man. Now he's not carrying a, you know, machine gun, and he's not, you know, looking like something out of a, you know, you know, action movie. But to me, this guy's a savage. He's a badass. And you know, his his immediate boss has you know, allowed him to do this. The administration has encouraged him to be proactive and, you know, advocating for the taxpayer. Or the Pentagon, you know, however you want to, you know, slice or dice that. And, you know, I, I, I'm not really seeing a problem here. And again, though, this that's my opinion. And if I'm wrong, you know, hit me up and tell me why I'm wrong. If I'm right and you find value in this, well, I hope you look him up and uh, we can have a, a further conversation either way. So I think episode 15, I'll break down, you know, some of the numbers and, and go more of, you know, this is how the numbers flush out and how he actually does his job. But I would encourage you to uh, check this guy out again and uh, tell me what you think. And for episode 13, that is the word. No complaints this week from Pogan Grunt. They are not happy. They're hating life. So when they get happy again, I'll get some complaints. It's uh, it's kind of like reverse reverse psychology, but it works for them and it works for me. So now I will move to upcoming events. And this is the time of year in the greater Boston area, South Shore, you know, out to Worcester where... A lot of veterans events are going on and happening. It's that you know good time of year. It's the fall, and a lot of stuff is going on. And there is uh, you know one event I want to touch on uh, involving uh, women veterans. Uh, I really like the fact that um, Massachusetts as a whole and the country is really understanding the contributions that women veterans have made in, in service and the sacrifices they've made. And so I, I'm all about that and. On Saturday, October 22nd, from 11 to 2 in uh, Randolph, Massachusetts, this is at Lombardo's, there's going to be the Massachusetts Governor's Advisory Committee on Women Veterans and Women Veterans Network. And it's the 29th annual uh, Women's Veteran Luncheon. And they're going to have raffles and a jewelry sale and turkey dinner. Tickets are 25 bucks. Uh, payable to the Women's Veterans Committee. You've got to buy the tickets in advance. There are no tickets sold at the door. And the deadline for this is October 17th. You can get more information from Stephanie Landry. Uh, her number is 781-925-4486 or you can email her at stephanie.landry at comcast.net. If you are interested in learning more about uh, women veterans in general in the state and what they've done, this is one of the great events to do that. 
Next event is out in Worcester, or as I used to say, Worcester, Massachusetts, but it's actually Worcester. I'm never going to be a local here. It's just the way it is, guys. Sorry. It's Operation Money Wise. Saturday, October 29th at Worcester State University in Worcester, Mass. And Operation Money Wise is a annual one-day personal finance events class for service members, active duty, reserve, veterans, survivors, and their families. And they're going to have things like uh, breakout sessions on veterans benefits, home buying, investing, secondary education, higher education, retirement, and more. They're going to have certified financial counselors there and planners. So it's going to be an event you want to check out. If you want more information, you can go to operationmoneywise.org or you can contact Sue Katz, that's K-A-T-Z, at 857-636-1825 or email at skatz at consumercredit.com. So if you know somebody who either just got out or, you know, needs, you know, some some help or, you know, wants to get a little bit smarter about their money, who can always do that, as we're trying to do here, uh, check this event out. It's free and uh, it's good stuff. So that is pretty much it for uh, this week. And... I am um, getting into a good groove here with Oscar Mike Radio, and I enjoy the time I spend doing this and enjoy the feedback I get, good and bad. The bad allows me to learn and improve. The good, you know, keeps me going. So keep it coming, and uh, that's pretty much it. I will uh, tell you about episode 14 uh, later this week. And again, if you want to reach out, I'm on Facebook at uh, Oscar Mike Radio, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and WordPress, and Twitter. So uh, hit me up, and I appreciate you listening. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. I'm out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Da, 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 da.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Oh, 